Welcome back to the, another episode of Quantum Perspectives with myself, Jason, and my co-host, Fiori. And today we're going to be talking about friendships, relationships, any ships that you might have had in your, in, or we, we, that we might have had in our, I'd say, because of we're, not, we're only at this age, some of our small experiences thus far and to go right in so we talked about it last time in our previous episode of culture shock and where we feel at home but i'm gonna i want to revisit the topic of how did we make friends in university because i think i don't know if you came here for high school i came here for high school before but Nobody, only one person moved to, went to the same university as me after. So did you move here and then go straight to university or did you spend some time before? I came here just for a university and maybe um, fortunate thing is that uh, I had a friend from same high school who went to uh, Seneca. And it's not like we were able to meet really often, but you know, there was still some sense of home, if you were to explain it. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But no one from the same school that went to the same university. I had someone who went from, who, he, apparently we went to the same university after high school, but we kind of parted ways because I, I went for, I was in management in my first year with my friend. So and she was in economics and I, in second year, I decided that this wasn't the program for me. I wasn't happy. I just did what I, what I was told to do. Maybe classical, classical route when you have nothing, you don't know what to do. You ask, you ask your parents, like you just do this. I see. I feel I'm neutral. Uh -huh. I could have become an accountant but I felt no joy. It did not spark joy as uh -huh. my would say. And so I switched I to arts. Uh -huh. So for me, what might be different is I didn't really make friends until second to third year, which is when I also started. Um, well, I didn't make friends until I joined concert band, which uh -huh. is where there's at least 75 people when I first joined. It was a room full of 75 people. And I thought, and one of the, and I remember the, one of the first, the first class we had, or the first or second class, uh -huh. we, is, we did like the music warm up, And we had this one, I think we had like a five or, yeah, I think we had a five minute time slot. And the professor said, go and meet the people that you don't know. Oh, so you just had you just had 
it looked like Shibuya Crossing. I swear. Wow. It was so messy. Because it was just a bunch of it was seventy five people, just crossing from one end of the room to another, and meeting people like, "Hi, how? Who are you?" Like, "Oh, I'm I'm so and so." And we we had five minutes, or we had a, a good chunk of time to just socialize. And I can say, in that year, I know more people than people than know who those who know me. Like you know, people we associated with like, oh you're, oh don't you aren't you like first row, clarinet or second row flute? Like oh I know you. Like you know everybody's name, and I've never done that. Uh, my history of my experience, at least of knowing a class, is wait well, this is my homeroom, but I don't we don't have homerooms in in university. That's true. And even in and. In Canada, at least in my experience of the high school, there's I don't even know people in the whole grade. Before at my international school in Sing- uh-huh. in Singapore, I knew the whole grade. So when you move like up a year, uh-huh. it's gonna be one of those people. Ah, uh, so I of, see. Like, maybe ninety students, it's gonna be one of those people, and you know everyone, even though the people come and go. But for this one. I've never been in a. I felt so happy. By the way, that's if you didn't understand. If none of you really get that point, I was uh-huh. so happy that. In, I spent two years not really meeting or knowing a friend, uh-huh. but I got stuck with people who I started meeting people who were so extroverted. Oh, so for I someone see. who can't really approach people, uh-huh. they would come up to me like, "Hey, how are you? How's your week?" Or like, "Who are you?" And they were so nice for school colleagues, but then I don't think this oh. is like this is the first layer. Of, I'm not trying to diss them or say anything bad. I really appreciated them, and I I don't talk to them that often anymore. But some of them I still talk to. Uh-huh. We we maintain a good relationship. And side note and random fact is, my photography career took off because I was there. So oh. I started doing uh, LinkedIn photos. Uh-huh. At first, I was gonna just going to help one person. And then uh-huh. that's how my reputation kind of blew up. In, and I ended that's up getting great. this work study as well. Because at first, they said, oh, yeah, we'll just, it's just my photo. And then they asked, well, can I take some of my friends with me? I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready. Because, you know, insecure. I just started. Uh-huh. That's a lot of pressure. And... They ended up bringing two other very like loud people, uh-huh. and then the word goes, and then the word spread further. Apparently, I did really well at the time. Now that I think about uh-huh. it, I could have done better because I have more experience now. But it, I did good, and then the word spread like, "Oh, he does!" Like, "Oh, did you see?" Like, "Oh, I like your LinkedIn photo." Yeah, Jason took it. I'm like, "Who? Like, you know the percussion, Jason?" I'm like, "Oh." Like oh he, he did like oh I kind of want one too, yeah he he only charges bubble tea <laughs> like oh that's very wow. affordable for what like unlimited photos whatever I I like I send it to you. There. That's how my career started. It's because of I met I met that concert band group, and and I didn't maybe I regret it now that if uh-huh. I could go back with my with this quantumized zen mindset uh-huh. i would 
probably go back and try to enjoy it more and really uh-huh. be more open. So one thing I regret about uh, that situation back then or my how I felt back then was I was still so closed off. So if I had I opened up to them, I think it would, the relationship or our friendships might have been better uh-huh. and more solid. And of right. course, that was just a concert band. Uh-huh. And there was, of course, the studio art. And I was also in, I'm a media studies major. So uh-huh. I didn't really make friends in media studies. It's because it's lecture. It's it's like a lecture hall. It's not um, very, what do you call it? What do we call our studio practice uh, like studio courses because it's not a lecture it's more like it's it's a smaller class yeah it's it's more practical than lecture I'd say yeah but, uh, so I I'm most of the people that I can say are my friends back then in university uh-huh. from the practical courses uh-huh. like even randomly like because you spend like four months with them right or three months uh-huh. three I guess and if you're, I mean, if you're closed off, then you're not going to really get to know people. Uh-huh. But some people just get the signal like, I think this person's shy. Let me go talk to them. And some people are, if they don't want to talk to you, then they don't want to talk to you. Like they'll be like, they'll just stick, stay at the, like, what do you call it? Colleague level, your colleagues, uh-huh. as, as our professors call them. But I've met some really nice people who, like, specifically, I met someone in drawing, which I'm very, I'm not confident in. But, and I saw people who are so, like, gifted, I'd say. And they've probably been doing this for their whole career, maybe. And they'd be like, oh, I like your drawing. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you're, like, they're in, they can shade. And I'm just like, one tone with charcoal, like, one one scrape but they're so humble so this one person was so humble and really kind and they said you know like it's okay you just started and i'm like oh you're so nice but i didn't i met some really interesting people in my university years but it didn't happen until second or third year oh. and part of it is because i did open my mouth and reach out to people uh-huh. but i think to give credits to where it is due it's i got carried a lot oh. i got helped it's because I, I knew one person and then one and then um their circle turned out to be really nice uh-huh. and I, their friends became my friends too and i became part of the circle and that's how i kind of survived i guess uh-huh. and so when they all graduated that's where they and um Unfortunately, when they graduated soon after, uh-huh. it was like COVID. Uh-huh. So we didn't really have con- friends. I didn't really have friends from courses anymore because they all graduated and were mostly online. So the only uh-huh. friends I would talk to are group uh, mates. Interesting. So I don't really, I don't really have that much, and I don't really have that many memories. I'd say with friends not to be disrespectful like not, nothing really sticks to me uh-huh. as like a heart a heart to heart talk there are a few individuals of course that i can't forget and i still uh-huh. am friends with them because uh we just had that kind of connection or i guess i trusted and opened up to them uh-huh. and 
so this is dipping back a little bit into relationships but i i would tell them like oh because we have it was if I, I like one of our mutual friends it's not the, it's the same gender so it didn't really oh. affect my friend i see so i, I like, see yeah so, no, no competition uh-huh. i just told them like oh I, I have interested in this person and they were like are you sure and like yeah okay good for you but you know when you're blinded at the moment you're like i don't Uh see any red flags i don't see i only see green flags oh but but this person saw like all the reds and like i don't know what you're getting yourself into but if that's how you feel then i support you but there's also i think i met a lot of a lot of the people that I ended up becoming friends with after a lot of them graduated is uh-huh. from my work study period when I was uh-huh. working in uh, in the department and I would s- uh-huh. the students would come in and uh, rent equipment or just discuss concepts and or just have chats and one hmm I'd say one the one person that comes to mind that I met I really met through working. It's from for a her. workshop that I did for one of the photo classes. For her. And I don't know if you're a fan of Flash or not, but that was what got me the job because I learned how to use the equipment. And that was kind of oh. like, ooh, that's one person that's different from the other p- people who applied. Because uh-huh. he's the only one that uses the studio Flash. Uh-huh. And he probably knows how to use it and can teach it. Got my foot in the door. Opportunity. Congrats. But thank you, thank you. But she, this one friend was she was in my group for my uh-huh. station, but I forgot she was there. And so when they came to the office and they wanted to rent equipment for their class, I asked them, "Were you at the workshop?" And they said, "Yeah, I was in your group. I was the one helping you." I'm like, oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and then it's like why oh, and then uh, my supervisor was like wow like you're the worst how could you forget like she's in your group and she's the one that helped you and you and you asked if she was there in the workshop but i ended up becoming good friends with her too so i i tend my model or at least my life my the story of my relationships with friends uh, with people is the people I end up meeting in a very really strange way like those stories or the pe- those people those are the ones that I, I end up really sticking with so how interesting because when I met you was uh-huh. at the Japanese Society for Business People was it was that that yeah but the thing is that I barely remember you because I was on the you know organizer side and you're the pat participant so <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know how you ended up there when you're also apparently i found out i thought you were second year when i first came turns out we're in the same year yeah i don't know how you landed an executive position in your first year well i i was a foundation member and so like we all had some kind of executive position already when we started that society but you just joined the university how do you know oh so um see i don't remember exactly 
but I was already like hoping to connect with other Japanese students on my campus because I knew that there were more students from Japan in St. George, but not in Scarborough. At the time, I didn't know much. But then I think I was able to meet from them. Uh, see, I don't remember, but somehow I was able to connect with few other、um, first year students. There were other first year Japanese students? Yeah, and most of them were in management. Oh, wow. Maybe that's why they're in that group. Yeah, also,、uh, there were a few exchange students from Tokyo University at the、oh, time. Wow. So, you know, those people were more social than me. So, you know, if you know one of them, you will be told to, you know, meet with other bunch of other people. Yeah, I remember going to that group, and I don't know how I ended up, I ended up going with my sister, but I was so. Wotage, like Wota, like Otaku, Idol, AKB Idol, that I had a shirt that says, I love AKB 48, and I have, a tic- I have a ticket holder from Harajuku, by the way. And I was f- like fully geared up, fully nerded, like、um, Wota、um, uniform. I like that. Yeah, because I was so proud. I was like, I need to tell them that. It sounds, it sounded so wannabe like Japanese back then. And I still am. Like, I, I'm a fake Japanese in, deep in the heart. I have what they say. I embody, I tried at a young age, I embodied the Bushido or the, what do you call it? Warrior code? Is that the English equivalent? Samurai code? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know the English equivalent of it. Like,、yeah. the, the, there's like old warrior code.、Uh-huh. Like, I idolized it at a young age. So, I, and then I learning about AKB, and then I thought, oh, this is where I belong. Apparently, it was a completely wrong place to be at. Because everyone was so serious about、oh. working in Japan. <laughs> and then there's one guy with the, one guy was like all happy, like being so, like, Ecstatic, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're speaking in a language that I understand.、Uh-huh. Like, this is where I can prove myself. And I think, I don't know, I think there, I don't remember、uh-huh. if she, that one lady was the executive、uh, president or vice president. I think she was a president. I'm not going to name her, but、uh-huh. she asked, like, oh, who here wants to learn Japanese? And I put my hand up, like, Bam, straight in the air. I'm like, me, 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 me. And she was like, she answered in Japanese, like, oh, you're you're already pretty good. I'm like, oh, it's such an honor. Thank you. Like, I'm like, what a what a child. Like, you're just fishing. You really aim for that compliment. I'm like, really? Deep down. It's like, because I used to be much better than I, than I am now. Because I didn't use it. But then I saw you for the first time. I was like, why? She's like, black turtleneck, long black hair. I'm like, that is the embodiment of a Japanese person who's so too, from like straight up from, that feels so Kyoto. Because like long, silky black hair. Right. When I had、scary. long hair, yeah. Yeah, like she looks scary. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Who never, who would know? Who knew that three years from then I would have. I would meet you again. 
Yeah, in studio. Yeah, and then I, no, I find I found out in like two years that oh, we're in the same department. We're in the same year. She's younger than me. And she is like, she became a thing, like a brand. It's like, oh, have you seen? Oh, the, oh this work is definitely Iori. I'm like, who is this Iori? When I see you again, I'm like, oh, it's her. See, that's the part I was unaware of. I was just focusing on my work. So I wasn't really sure how people viewed my work. <laughs> For those who don't know, she used to work with a lot of projectors. And that became like her thing. And she did a lot of work um, that really seemed out of the box. I'm not saying that other people's work weren't that good or out of the box, but there was, in a good way, there's just this really weirdness to it. Like, who would have thought of doing that with a projector? Like, she, in my opinion, as someone who is a fan and looks up to her as an artist, it just didn't make sense where where's her brain at like where does she get all these ideas from why don't you just point it at some point a projector is just meant to be pointed to a wall where you can see it not like point like use a webcam and then projector to a pillar so you can hug yourself yes that's my iconic piece i'd say nobody thinks about doing that maybe it's like oh maybe you can create shapes but hugging yourself just never crossed my mind but she felt so genius that i thought one day i want to be her friend thank you when i get to her level <laughs> like she paved the way and then everyone and then she, maybe again like you said you don't really know about it but a lot of people talked about you like oh of course it's gonna be her like when you had award shows of course she's gonna win that it just became an, like you became one of those like you were a goat you know greatest of all time <laughs> thanks it's it's my favorite song by Polishia if you know that band by <sighs> no, the way I don't know. oh I don't never know. mind never mind well sooner or later I met her and then I was like it's time for my Japanese to shine but like I don't know if she, if she would uh, she would um, see me as one of those uh, wannabe who just kept throwing like Japanese at her. So I was quite nervous when I first met her. But then I somehow we clicked and I'm like, I'm friends with someone I never thought I'd be friends with. Well, I I, I didn't know that you you see me in such a, such a you know. light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like I always recognize you as... You were sort of like to go person about you know anything technical. That's how I viewed you yeah. from certain point. And you always wore like sushi no gang t-shirt or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's one of those oversized shirts that just were comfortable, <laughs> but it also happened to be white, which is really hard to not get dirty because. I eat a lot of food that has sauces and I keep staining it. Well. But yeah, it just, from my perspective, to respond to what you just said, 
to at least to me and a few others, you were an idol or like an example or standard of like that's the kind of that's the model role model student of our department for digital art. Thank you. And then for me, it not to um not to speak lowly of people who are technicians, but I just thought, oh, I'm just a technician. I just know how to use equipment. And she's out there making art. But this is what makes me happy because I like being around technology and learning how to use things because I am techie. And I've, I am proud to be a technician <laughs> because that's what I love doing. And I like to learn and use all the equipment so I can teach other people the joy of these equipments and help you realize your concepts. <laughs> but it just felt somewhere along the way I felt inferior because... Well, I'm never going to get to her level because as an artist, I'm much lower, but technically I know more. But what's, oh, I see. But as one of our professors said, what's the point of knowing how to use equipment, but knowing, not having any idea what to do with it? I had to tackle that question too, where they, I was asked, are you, an, are you more of a concept based art? Are you a, like a technical, are you technical or are you like artists, like arts like abstract art very conceptual i said no i'm very technical because that's where my passion is i like to learn about technology and equipment and i'm less about drawing up concepts and i was told you're gonna hit a limit because what's the point of knowing how to use equipment but not having the idea of what to do with it and i didn't click with me until later on that i have equipment uh-huh. But I have no idea what to do with it. I don't know how to make, let's say, like let's talk, if we talk video, I don't know how uh-huh. to script a good plot line, but I know how to get all the shots. Right. So if you give me a con, if you give me a script and like, oh, we, this is a story I want to tell, I can come up with a shot list. I can come up with, oh, we can angle it like this. We can shoot it like this. But I don't have that initial material well, at the time. Now I can come up with a, I can make my own videos and I can plot it. I can script it. I just don't because I'm lazy. But but I realize wow. that that's where the line is because I'm technical and she's not. For her. That's why we'll never match. Well, I guess technically you you would match, right? Because I know how to make things uh-huh. happen and you have the ideas. Right. And I think that's how this podcast really is a reflection of like you have the topics uh-huh. and i'm just trying to make it happen through i know how to use this but then again it's a fair share because you know how to use after effects and i'm a bit weaker in that uh-huh. sense because you've been making art and i've been right sticking at my own like i've been swimming around in my own pool like this is what makes me happy it's really interesting because I see myself as both. Like, I like learning new technical things. So that's why I keep watching, you know, those YouTube tutorials. Um, you know, pretty much any uh, Adobe software I've watched throughout, especially these uh, past few years. But, um, but then, I can't... Yeah, I guess the, for me, the process is the opposite i have something that i kind of want to make already or share already and trying to catch up my skill towards that so that i can make something 
I've been I've always been technical. I think that's why I enjoyed my time being work study as a technician technician. And I just like not I don't want to say teaching because it sounds like I know a lot, but I like helping others to feel that joy of I know how to use this equipment. I know how to so I can realize my my video or my photo. But I also understand that not a lot of people are technical, so they don't really want to. They just want to. Uh, they don't really care about the theory. They just want to get it done. Like, how do I get, let's say, a well-exposed photo? You just follow this formula, and you'll get it. Versus, hmm, it will look better if I if it was a bit dark, let's say, with more contrast, or if I make it too bright. Uh huh. That's where that's where the experiments are. That's where where the learning experience are. But. Yeah, that's just a little saltiness with a few students. Like I spent time teaching you, and you just—I don't care. I just want the marks. <laughs> Those people are not my friends. How? That's a bit of a summary of my time at getting, uh, making friends, and being with friends at university. Uh-huh. And I did bounce back and forth between art and media and. Oh, what else did I do? Like I did some math courses too, and I did some management courses too, but I didn't really make friends in those courses. But one thing that I that I did do during exam season was I love exam season. By the way, I get I get so excited during exam season. Really, and a lot of people say that because I get um I get this high I guess when I exam day. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be so fun. Oh. So I get so excited when everyone else is stressing in front of the exam rooms. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there like, I can't wait to go in. I can't wait to write. I can't wait to answer all the questions that the, wow. um, we have. And then, so I, I think I must look crazy to some people. Like, this, like he's not reviewing. He's just sitting there looking at his phone, listening to music. Uh-huh. Like, what's what's wrong with this guy? He looks so happy, and then everyone was like, "Everyone looks." Most people look a bit more stressed, like hair not really nicely done. Like I was like more of that side. <laughs> Me, I'm just like, I'm just waiting. Like, when can I go in? I want to go home, like quickly. But then when I go in there, I'm like, yeah, like oh, because my exams were all mostly open ended, so that's uh-huh. why. It's more fun for me. I see. I get what you mean now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because there, of course, there are multiple choice, true and false, but uh-huh. my favorites are always open ended. Uh-huh. Because it really gave. Maybe as you can tell, because I talk a lot. I don't always talk this much. I only talk a lot to the right people, but because I like what I did, uh-huh. and enough. In in media studies, I enjoyed the assignments and the exams because it a lot. It gave me time to really test myself and express what I learned in the uh-huh. course. But I didn't really have friends in media studies, so like most of my friends are from my minor programs in music and culture, which is concert band. On some other courses. Wait, what? Well. What's your combination of program? Just, just oh, so to. I, yeah. So I'm sure. media studies major. Uh huh. 
specific route is in youth culture. So I studied memes, browse emojis, oh, uh, mobile gaming, interesting browse, and how to become an Instagram celebrity and or like IG psychology. Browse. That sounds cooler than it is, but it's really understanding how people interact and Bro-ha. how people get um, what's it called? Uh, is it dopamine or is it and you get that rush from likes? Bro-ha. And why people? Something that I was personally interested in is where people why or how people youths at according to the academic journals Bro-ha. get their confidence and self value from online uh, spaces um. how we choose to live life online versus in real life why because online we can be whoever we want and in real uh-huh. life we're stuck with whoever we are now though why i chose that path is because i am c- curious about it as somebody who spends their time online as well right but one thing that media studies at least our, one of our professors taught us is he taught us in our first year to use your powers for good and had no idea what that meant. Because what en- we end up learning in media studies is media studies, In if I can simplify it, is the art or the science of uh-huh. art. Uh-huh. The science of how art is used as a marketing weapon. Uh-huh. Which is quite contrast, which is... I dare say from first year marketing experience in university that it's quite similar right because the goal of marketing is how do we create a need go ahead and media studies is analyzing what creates the need uh-huh. an example that i like to give is if you ever see um i think japan is quite notorious for these ads i love japanese ads for different products but um if you ever see car ads there's usually happy family in that car ads right so if you have the car you have a happy family right and that's the message we're sending and if you look at makeup ads if you have this then you're going to be like this first you see perfume or cologne or like fragrance generally fragrance ads if it's a male fragrance there's always a good-looking model or lady in the in the advertisement, and that's what we you're gonna attract that if you have it. And there's this need that we create, and it's using art. Is it the design of the bottle? Is it the way that the, the shots are framed? Right. And the weirdest uh, knowledge I guess I gained from media studies is. A room is not a room if there's no door. Wow. And that blew my mind. Because a room without a door is not a room. Because right. you can't go inside of it. Right. I actually liked my combination of majors. Fair. But I felt somewhere along the way, I felt that I was really specializing myself because it's three of them are art. Right. Music, media studies, and studio art. But at the same time, they play well together. Because they all connect. But what about you? Well, for me, um, my major is studio art. And my two minors are computer science and statistics. I think I've mentioned in the earlier episode. Um, but again, um, for 
even for me, those combination, I feel like they play out really well, especially for my specific expression, because the specific type of artwork I'm interested in, or I've been interested in before I pursue my art, art career was, um, media art type of thing mm -hmm. or digital art. And so you, of course, uh, need more technical knowledge that includes stuff like programming, or you might want to use data and make it into some kind of visual expression, which I've done in some of my works. But with, with taking um, studio art or any kind of like measure that allows you to express creatively is that all other things you've learned, plus your own identity or your perspective, so, so to speak, um, it all reflects into your creation. And that's why it's interesting. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I agree. But going back quickly to the main topic, since we kind of branched off, but we will talk about being an artist and our time as an art major like, or minor in my case later on somewhere down the road. Because some people might be interested, some people might not. But I always thought maybe some people are curious about what we really do as an art student. Right. But going back to the topic of friendship, did you have you had any bad relationships like with friends per se because we're talking about friendship? Well, or if you have relationships before, then feel free. I yeah, I've been in a relationship. I I've been in a unofficial one, which I'll share later. But okay, but like overall though, I'm not very like conscious about relationships with people like it could be any you know friendship romantic relationship or situationship it could be family as well but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm not really the type to like consciously make decision and you know some people cut off people purposely the, right yeah 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 i'm not really the type to do it but, you know, it just happens naturally. You might just, you know, separate naturally hmm. with someone if you don't really resonate with that person anymore. And you might get closer with someone else who you were really close before. You know, it happens all the time. It, it, change, it changes consistently, and I feel like. My question then is one... If you're not consciously thinking about it, then what do you define like, oh, this person, this person is my friend and this person is not like, are there any, uh, I guess, green flag, red flag in this to use modern day language? So I actually don't really agree or consciously care about the idea of red flag. Oh. And... I don't know why I think like this, but, you know, I feel like those signs are a way to protect you in advance so that you won't get mm. hurt. 
But maybe I'm just I'm used to or I know how to not deal get hurt. People? Yeah, oh. deal with people or deal with hurt. I don't even get hurt that much. So well But then what about people who have traits that don't really go well with you then? Let's say somebody who likes to uh gaslight you or is very is quite toxic in their personality. Um, again, what's the definition of toxic, right? Like, let's say you plan to meet with your friend outside uh-huh. somewhere, and then you're late, like maybe, oh, like they're late. Uh-huh. And then, but then it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And you say, oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But so they're late, like half an hour. This is a real experience, by the way. I'm just kind of, uh-huh. this, this is, so if I sound too bitter, I'm sorry. Not with you, but that's and then if you're late by like one to three minutes, uh-huh. they're like, "Wow, I can't believe that you're late." If it was me, I would have come earlier. Oh, but then there was like traffic or something. Then come earlier next time. Like it shows like is it? Maybe you don't respect me anymore. You know that's like oh, that, just, I see that, that kind of um, feeling. Well, in that case, I might say, "But you've been late before." I don't know. I've never been. I've never the, been late before. I've never been late before. What are you talking about? I would never do that to you. I don't know. I might just laugh at them. It might be offensive, but I'm like, <laughs> what is this person saying? Wow, respect. I don't know. Or maybe I might not laugh, but I'm like, wait. You know what? what? I'm just going to go home. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just going to go home. But, you know, you can just not hang out with them from next time or something so you seem to be quite peaceful at just letting i guess moving moving away in a way in a sense i guess so so you know if you you know promise to meet up at the time you maybe you can spend time enjoy go places at that day but you know next time you might not want to join or something Mm. So you won't be the type of I'm not in the mood anymore Because you already promised So like you already made an appointment So you would honor the appointment uh, But then until no. next time maybe See, even that It really depends If you guys are going to Somewhere You know, you've been Really excited to go to And if that excitement wins mm. You'd still go But if you're sort of like anger at the time wins i might just go home it depends on the mood of that time or specific place you're going ah that's true that's true actually i don't want them to have enough power to make me feel down so like uh, i don't know it's it's am i too arrogant (laughs) No, I mean, it just shows how much you care about yourself. You're willing to protect yourself. Yeah. In a way. But that's just, that's what I mean by toxic or gaslighting, where someone who just, they have that kind of personality. Because you say you don't really, because you, you mentioned earlier, red flags doesn't really bother me because red flags are there to protect you kind of ahead of time. Uh-huh. That's why I asked. And in a situation where you have a friend that's a bit more, vocal or really in really um for 
Uh-huh. Having that pa- holding the power in the relationship, uh-huh. or in your yeah in your relationship, then what do you do? Because if I was in that situation, I have been in that situation. Uh-huh. Um, thank God it was only a friend. I felt lost at the time because that was the only friend I had. Friend, I had. So I thought, well, it's okay. Maybe I'm too soft. So I lost the power already. I was too soft. Maybe I'm too weak. Maybe it's my fault. Uh-huh. Maybe you know it's one of those. It's okay. They're just in a bad mood. I can change them. I can fix them. Or they're just you just um you don't get them. Uh-huh. I, was t- I realized somewhere along the line I was defending this person. I realized uh-huh. after all the magic was done. Uh, that. I was just being disrespected because maybe because I had feelings at, the th- at some level of feelings. Uh-huh. I was being addressed as I wasn't even being called by name. Like they would just call me by like, hey, like you know, like oi or yeah or yeah. I guess in Japanese is like oi. Oh. Like hey, like or not even sometimes not even hey. Like you just they just talk and it's an assumption. Like, well, I'm their only friend, so it must be me. Uh-huh. But it was. I thought it was like, oh, you know, it's just our thing, you know, like to be cute. But then it's like, no, that's straight up disrespectful. After I woke up uh-huh. to the facts and how I woke up, I confessed. I got embarrassed oh. in public-ish. And I, and then I just woke up. Perhaps. Thanks to our one of our mutual friends, like you and I, mutual uh-huh. friend. Um, they told me, might as well get it out. Like you either say it and uh-huh. you get hurt, you or you happy. Uh-huh. You just swallow your feelings and you never know. And if you can live with that, you live with that. So I was oh. like, oh, I'm gonna be brave. I'm gonna say it. I should have just swallowed it. I see. But if I swallowed it, I would have just suffered longer under this false lie I see but that was not the most recent relationship story not uh-huh. even a relationship but the unofficial relationship story that I said I would say is uh-huh. when I first moved to Canada within the first month uh-huh. of going to the school I told someone that I really like your hair I I really like you you're, like, you're really cute because she, she had like uh golden highlights or like wow. an ombre, ombre and she had like cool. long wavy hair uh-huh. and she had a very uh like unique style maybe because i was i came from a private school so uh-huh. this was the first person i saw that was like she had like an oversized hoodie with like all these pa- like very rapper hip-hop patterns oh that must be really look- cute <laughs> then the bottom was like a short short like mini or skirt, uh-huh. short skirt with leggings because it was like september into october so cold oh. and then she and then i was like what and she had like those do you know your shoes well like you you know it's like nike shoes that go all the way up to your ankle like yeah high cut shoes yeah she was wearing that and i was like this is street style i've seen this on the internet oh so I told her, like, I really like your fashion. I really uh-huh. like your hair. I think you're really cute. And somehow that translated to, he likes me. Uh-huh. He's asking me out. Which oh. I did not say that. Yeah. I just said, 
maybe because I'm bad at expressing myself back then and maybe still now, I somehow became her, her boyfriend starting the next day. Really? Yeah. Because no, <laughs> I was at lunch. Uh-huh. We, our, our lunches are one hour. And her friend comes up to me and is like, Jason, you, why aren't you with your girlfriend? I'm like, who? It's like, it's like, and then it's like, um, like name, like and insert name. It's like, you told her you liked her yesterday. You're like, like did I? <laughs> no, I mean, I did, but like, I didn't say I wanted to go out with her. I just said I like, I think she's really cute. But I didn't think that meant I'm going to go, I want to go out with her. Like, this isn't like, there's, there's no love letter like sorry to be very weeble, yeah but there's no love letter there's no confession except i said i really like i uh-huh. thought that was a natural compliment because back when i was in my previous private school it, like everything is really controlled but uh-huh. uniform but i was like i really like your hair today because uh-huh. we're free to change however our hair looks uh and i thought that was normal because this was my first public school. My yeah. Life. So I, I guess. I, so you accidentally got into a relationship without knowing. Yeah. That lasted like two weeks. And then um, I was in class one day and one of the students was asking the teacher, ma'am, Jason is not spending time with his girlfriend. And I'm like, my back of my mind, like, why do you care? And then the teacher was on my side because she says, well, he's not on the hunt. Like, he's not, like, hungry for her or anything. Like, he's just... Because I told her the situation. Like, I don't know what's happening. I don't really know how this happened. And it's making me feel very uncomfortable because this is a new experience for me. Like, I just uh-huh. moved here. Like, I'm not here to cause any troubles. I say, as, I did not say it as well as that, by the way. <laughs> I just said, I don't know what's happening. And I don't... I didn't want this to happen and I, I don't know how it happened like this and so she kind of understood that it was just really a misunderstanding and then surprise surprise the same friend comes up to me like the the girl's friend comes uh-huh. up to me in lunch again it's like I guys I think you guys should break up and this girl's following closely behind her and I'm like okay if that's how you if that's what you want then that's okay like yo I'm complete. I completely agree back in my mind like sure <laughs> like yeah whatever you say like this sorry for misunderstanding and we ending it with mutual understanding so not bad and then uh, t- and then I told years later I told my mom and my sister and they laughed at me wow said, like that like that doesn't count as a relationship uh-huh. because you weren't consciously in it yeah <laughs> that's really interesting though because like but, you know, as a as a queer person who's also interested in young girls, uh, you know, it's actually harder to make it clear. Even if I tell them directly that I like you or I love you, they're like, "Oh, you're so nice. I love you yeah, too." And yeah. they're like, "No, no, no, not that kind of you know tone." And like, you know, that's kind of struggle at times. <laughs> You know, that's something I envy Uh-oh. about girl to girl. Because you can say that. You can say it like, oh, I really like love you. Or I really I really like your, like, I, you look so good today. Uh-huh. There's some people at our church that I really like. 
some of the new people that I see, they look so good. Forever. But I asked, I consulted with some of my other friends. It's like, you should not say that to them. Like, why? They deserve to know that Burr. they look good. I think people should know if, you know, if I really like your shirt, I'm going to tell you I like your shirt. If I really like your, if I really like your hair, Burr. I'm going to tell you I like your hair. Um, the apparent the so-called creepiest comment I made is I told someone I love their voice because it was so low. I do that all the time. Because my reasoning <laughs> why is, like we sing at church, right? Right. And everyone's singing at like a middle to high pitch. Mm-hmm. This person's voice just cuts through because it's uh-huh. so low, and I can hear it. I don't know. I, I'm so. I told them. Sure. I told them. I just want to let you know, I really love your voice. And uh-huh. it's like that, that's like taking a back face. It was like, what just happened? And then it's like, thank you. I've never, that's a very unique compliment. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you're welcome. It's like your voice cuts through because everyone's talking up here and your voice is alone down here. Uh-huh. And that's how I became friends with them. That reminds me. It's hmm. not something recent or anything, but when I was in, so my kindergarten was like, American school, like international school type of thing. And then mm-hmm. I went into like fully strict national Japanese school for mm-hmm. uh, elementary school. Mm-hmm. And I was such a hugger. Well, I'm still a hugger, but, and, you know, when I was like grade three or four, I, I just like had random guys in my class. For, you know, their accomplishment. Like, oh, mm. you did this well. Or, like, you got really good grades and, like, close friend, right? Mm. But, you know, how, like, uh, especially around those age, people make fun of it. Like, oh, she likes him. Like, I really didn't like that kind of thing. And from that point, I became more conscious of, like, who am I allowed to hug? Or, like, am I even allowed in Japanese culture to hug people? Without special meaning. I want to say I was broken at a young age. Uh-huh. Like at age eight, I learned how to do that. Oh. Like I learned about that kind of culture of like, yeah. oh, like, like, hug, 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 hug. Because I came from a public school. Yeah. Like public Christian school. Yeah. I think it's public. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> they had uniforms. So I uh-huh. don't know if all school, public schools have uniform. Japan uh-huh. has uniform, right? Uh-huh. I came from a strict, I came from a, like a public school in Indonesia to an international school with uniform still Indonesian and Uh then I moved to a fully Australian school in Singapore which is which still to this day people think I go to Australia and people it's like I thought like hugging became a thing guy girl no bro no there's no line Uh it's like because it's it was during the time where like Come here, bro. You know, like that, like the bro hug. Yeah. And then it was like when guys and girls hug, it's like, oh my gosh, I got hugged by her. And then when then I was like, oh, I guess anyone can hug anyone. Uh-huh. But then it's like it's how you react after the hug that people make fun of you. It's like, oh my gosh, like I think he likes her. Like he likes her. I don't know if you've experienced. That yeah. Kind of, yeah. And then I came here, and then. It seemed to be more open here. Uh, Maybe because at high school level, you're a bit more mature. 
Uh-huh. I think quotation. So it seemed a bit more okay, but then for her, uh, at church, it's a bit of a question mark because it's like, why are you showing public display of affection? You know, PDA. I saw. It's like, uh, like why are you hugging them? Just, just say hi to them. Like be normal. Uh-huh. But then, as a hugger, you know, you're you're when you're happy to see someone, it's like, oh. yeah, yeah. Right. Then, but then we're we're forced to do, oh hello, hello. I I bow now. I just bow. Side effect from idol culture, you hold your the, your collar so it doesn't drop, and then you just <laughs> bow. I don't know how it happened, but uh-huh. after a while, I went from the, you know, the cabin attendant hand under your stomach, and then you bow to something like now I just hold my sleeve, my collar, and I just bow. Oh. It's like Korean but, handshake where you know you oh, hold your armpit. No, no, not armpit. Elbow, elbow, elbow. 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 No, I like start this. Mm, I do that when I pour water. How come? Is just to support for the the heaviness. It seems to be used for soju though. <laughs> if you ever see it, it's like the two hands. Uh huh. It's either the elbow or the hand, but. I don't know, I just do it. Oh, I haven't answered the question. I think because we really, surprisingly, uh, we talked. Of, you talked more about the oh. questions here than I did. So I asked you, like, are bad relationships For seen help. as a scar or a lesson to you? What do you think? But then you said you never really had a bad relationship. Yeah, or I don't even see as unless. Okay, if I am to choose one from those two, maybe more on the lesson side. Hmm. Because I don't want to give them power to scar me, even. Or okay. it's like my opportunity to notice what kind of beliefs I have. So it's more like internal lesson than like, okay, people with this trait, you should avoid or not. It's not really like that. It's more like what kind of beliefs, limiting beliefs I have or... Am I allowing myself to be treated this way? You know, that kind of thinking. And yeah. What about I you? I want to say, I want to say I'm a, I have a lot of scars uh-huh. that I don't know. I don't have the right um, medicine for. Uh-huh. I want to say, I think most of my scars are, again, are mostly internal. Uh-huh. Um thankful i don't have any physical external scars from these past or bad relationships friendships any ships as they're mostly internal but it's like most of my scars have like dried up and scabbed if you know what a scab is it's that layer of skin that uh-huh. develops after the cut is dry uh-huh. but it didn't close yet but slowly it's closing but because the most recent one is as I talked about in the I don't, I don't know if I talked about it in the very first episode but I have a major trust issue which leads me to think everybody wants something but the first time I've never until two years ago I was rejected by somebody because I could not trust people and that they said that I don't we, we can go we can be friends but I don't think we can go further than that because of that difference. Of course there's many other differences as well but that that one seemed to be the key point. Because 
I just had a hard time believing in this person. And I, I trust them enough, but if to be with, I, ideally, let me, I, again, no relationship experience, I believe that if you want to, if you're in a relationship with someone, you would ideally be able to feel they trust you. But in my opinion, trust is something that you have to build, right? It's not something you earn. You have to earn it. You don't yeah. give in trust. I feel the same way though. And time is no currency for earn, necessarily for earning trust. What I mean is just because I spent, for example, with you maybe three years, I've uh-huh. known you for three years, but just because I've known you for three years doesn't mean I trust you. Uh-huh. Because we didn't really talk. I now I trust you. I trust you. I've known you for three years, but uh-huh. I trusted you within one month, which is last month. Right. So you earned that. Because that's something you have to gain. It's not something... And I don't know how I even earned that. <laughs> right? Yeah. But it's something that... It's more action through action. Uh-huh. But I'm more words. So I have to, I tell people... I have to tell... I tell you. Uh-huh. I trust you now. Uh-huh. And some people take offense to that. We've known each other for three years. Uh-huh. Like we've been close friends for three years. But you didn't earn it. We just talked. Uh-huh. Because I can tell you, for example... I can tell you about, oh yeah, I was rejected by somebody, or because I can't trust, they couldn't trust me, or I can't trust them. Uh-huh. But I might not tell, be able to tell you if I'm going through this, uh, this struggle of I don't think I have friends, even among people of the same community or culture as me. Uh-huh. I don't think I can talk to you about that, because that might be too deep for you. I see. Because the unofficial relationship, you can laugh at me. You can laugh at me, not with me. Uh-huh. Versus if I tell you something that's a bit more, like, a, like a, let's say, a past trauma or a scar, you might uh-huh. not be there for me. You might not understand. I see. So only the I under, So I don't know if I can trust you with, let's say, oh, I developed a bad habit. I have an addiction, and uh-huh. you might take, I you might be a close friend. But you might tell someone else and it might just spread. So I don't know if I can trust you just because I've known you for a long time. That's why Perhaps. I think recently I started saying time is not it's not currency to earn my trust. Uh-huh. You earn my like trust for me. At least you earn it by talking with me oh. and make, creating. And if I feel that like you've created a genuine safe space. Uh-huh. But it, it was such a short time. Exactly, but just throwing some full male, al- full male alchemist brotherhood here. Yes, you've given me something of equal value oh. that you offered first. Uh-huh. Eventually, I would offer that to you for uh-huh. the test. Like, I'm gonna throw this story, and if I don't get judged, if I feel safe, then she's more than a friend to me. Like she's a closer friend. Uh-huh. She's a good friend. But you made the first move. You oh. gave me something that... And you, I was not even conscious about that then. Yeah. But then you said... Because you didn't even tell me. You didn't even like warn me. You just said, I don't know. I'm going to tell you because I feel safe. That's why you told... That's how you opened. And I was like, what is she going to say? Uh-huh. Like, is she married? <laughs> like, is she going to get married? Or is she like something else? <laughs> and then you opened up about your, how you felt or how you... F- like who you've become now uh-huh. and to me she probably can't 
she's confident in com- in let's say coming out, let's say, but she might not tell that to everyone. Like, uh-huh. I still don't think I don't have any understanding of what it's like to be from that community or to feel that um, that way inside. For her, but I would imagine it's not something easy you can just throw around and say. Right, especially here in a public space right now. Uh huh. And so I treasured that, and so I would. So then, when they told me at the time, I thought, "Oh yeah, this is like she trusts me that much. Like this can't be a trap, or uh-huh. a, a, a strategy." Unless right, she was right. Lying. You said that it might be a trap. It might be a trap because for her, like, oh yeah, I've told a lot of people. I'm confident. Uh-huh. But I still value that that she would still take the time to say that I feel safe here. Because uh-huh. when I, I did think I did ask you. Like, why did you tell me? Like, because you made me feel safe. I thought uh-huh. that. That is a sign. Like, I'm going to give her my, a bit of my vulnerability as well in exchange uh-huh. of equal value, but also because I genuinely, you genuinely made me feel safe. Uh-huh. And so it's only respectful that I, if you put yourself if you put your foot forward or you sorry, if you put your hand forward, uh-huh. I, my hand will come meet you as well in the middle. And that's how you earn my trust. Not because I'm higher than you so you earn my trust. It's because like, you gained it. I see. You didn't... You gained my trust. You didn't earn it. You gained it. Because that's how much respect I had towards your action. Thank you for that saying you that. Forward. You're welcome. I'm a word of affirmation, so I can <laughs> say words. So for me, it's I don't know. Sorry, if I got off track. Hopefully. That's okay. But these uh, are really important things to cover in this podcast, right? So yeah. So for me, it's more a scar and then the lesson. Right. From the scars, I from the scar. Let's say of the most recent one, where I don't think, like, I chose that other person instead uh-huh. of you oh I knocked the mic I chose the other person instead of you because that person can trust others but you can't and I don't think I can we can work like that it's like I never I didn't take offense to it because they did mention like you have you come from a different background you uh-huh. grew up in the way that or with people around people that you couldn't really trust uh-huh. so it makes sense that you turned out this way or you, you became you developed that kind of um What's it called? Uh, self-defense mechanism. Uh-huh. So it's completely understandable, and no one's really penalizing you for the way you are. Because uh-huh. you you're here because of who you become. As well. uh-huh. So there was a bit of like, like um, what's it called? It's like uh, it's a hug and then a slap, <laughs> or the other way around. Wow. It's like, so how do I? What 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 just happened? And that caused me to think, that caused me to go in two ways, to trust less because the person that I thought I could trust and I thought I liked, which I still do like because I'm still friends with them. Uh-huh. They even, someone who accepted me said, rejected me. Again, this is under the assumption that they owe you something. Right? Oh. You don't owe me anything. Oh. And now I can say that more confidently. Just because I'm nice to you doesn't mean you owe me something back. I'm nice to you because okay. I want to, because some, 
I get that sometimes it's really hard out there. I say that as if I've gone through hardship, but it's not not everybody's nice out there. Fair and I understand that, and that's why I try to be nice to people, or I I choose to be nice to people as best as I can. So it's the scar and then the lesson that I can change, or you know what, this person rejected me, but they still accepted me as who I am. They, they didn't deny me in a way that another person did. So I still felt value, valued as a person. Now, moving on to the next question, well, what do you define someone as your friend? Again, like I said before, someone who can create a safe space for me and and I hope I can do the same for that person. I've met more people that have been more vocal about it. Where, you know, I asked I asked them because I've been told not to ask this because it's quite like embarrassing or like why are you shaming yourself for asking the following question, which I asked, why did you choose me as your friend? Or like why did you open up to me? And the the most recent answer I got was because you made me feel safe. And if you think my conversation with you was short this is one's which actually is the same i'm not trying to compare but i only had one real conversation with them and that made them oh sorry two like one in person like very short and two second was the second conversation full the first full conversation i had with them i asked them that question because i was so confused like i just met you like i've known you for three months i've talked to you twice and the second time I talked to you you already told me a little bit about yourself but you said I don't I'm the type that finds it hard to open up to people or it takes me a while to open up to people I'm sure maybe you've come across people like that and they opened up and I asked them why did you open up to me because I don't I want to stop to discourage you but I don't think we know each other that well enough and she said because you made me feel safe and I kind of get you. Like, I kind of understand. So I, my first reaction was, I'm sorry, are you being friends with me out of sympathy? Uh-huh. Like, no, 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 no. So I'm like, oh, evil thoughts. I'm like, that's negative thinking. And she's like, no, 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 no. It's just like, I generally, like, I generally like talking and being with you. I'm like, oh, like, oh. like that's the warmth. Like someone who accepts me likes being with me, and like we connect, and of course it's very respectful, and of course. But the key number one is always the safe space for her, because I believe that your friends or your circle of friends should be a safe space for you to be whoever you choose to be, right? And you don't get judged. And what I like about this person specifically is unlike this other person that I talked to, like we both like uh, dad jokes and puns and dry jokes and we just really connect on that and it's hard to find someone like that. I might have told you this one before, but uh, there's a Japanese pun that's Uh about a teapot, which is, uh, the Japanese word for teapot is you know me. And it's like, you know me ga koi tan datte, you know me, like the teapot, which is called You Know Me, said, uh-huh. You Know Me. And oh. it's kind of, and it was, it's one, it's just those things that 
when I tell other people, it's like, what? It's like, that's so lame. Or like, that's not even funny. But then when I talk to this person, they were very, like, they laughed. And at first I'm like, oh, man, they're just being polite, you know, because I'm older than them. Like, exactly, it's like that laugh, like that reaction. Yeah. And it's like, and I, and then it took me, I, I tried, I think, multiple times. And uh-huh. they said, and I found out that they like the same joke. Oh, that's nice. The same jokes. And after that, I was like, I'm ne- I've never met somebody like this before. Oh. At least for at this age group. We're uh-huh. like we're years apart. And I, I just thought, you know, no young people would like this kind of jokes. Uh-huh. It's so lame. It's not cool. But there's just in secret they like these kind of jokes and I I can't help but appreciate and value that. Uh-huh. And that's and did that someone that I recently uh, got cl- closer to and I really really appreciated their honesty and they tell me they reassure me Trial. not giving me time or a space to assume so so if they say something like um, something that maybe I would say oh this is definitely a trap <laughs> they'll say it and then reinforce it with not that or like not this. Oh. And there's no time for me to assume. I they see. reinforce it. And I don't know, half half of me feels bad because oh no, like this person might not trust me. Or maybe this person is still doubting or for still hope. thinks I doubt them. But in reality is I found out that because they're similar uh-huh. like we're similar similar minded, is that a right word? We're meant. We're somewhat similar in the way we think. That's why she understands that need. That's an extra need, which is no hassle at all. But what I'm trying to overcome recently is what I'm talking to. Like we're on a podcast, so it's maybe it's a bit different. But right. when I'm just talking to you casually, uh-huh. I want to stop believing that I'm taking up your time. Yeah. Because let's because let's say today's your day off. Uh-huh. You should spend your day off the way you want to, not let me take it all. But I, I'm happy listening to y- you talk. The answer tends to be along the uh, one of the following, but I am spending it the way I want to. That's why I'm here. Uh-huh. Or I like spending time with you, listening to your stories. And then, but then I'll follow up with, but it's me talking, and you're not really telling me anything. But it's okay because I'm a listener. Uh-huh. I like to listen more than tell. But I hope I can listen to you too. Uh-huh. And of course, I think I say the same thing to you too. But I want to hear more about you. Um. Well, what do you want to hear? Ask me questions. You know, like you have, you have nothing you want to share. It's like nothing comes to mind. It's these. Like, as I, I think it's the season for this. I think that's why I'm becoming. I'm. I feel very grateful. Go ahead. I'm meeting all these people that are so similar respectfully similar they are all listeners and they all say the same thing for her i'm a listener i don't talk that much i'm sorry i'm like this is nothing to be sorry about i'm trying to apologize less to her that's why i'm trying to the experiment at least for this season or this month i'm trying to the challenge for me is 
to feel like I'm not taking up people's time when I'm telling them my story or just having a casual chat with them just because you have a just because you have a day off for her because I'm always thinking if I had a day off I'd want to spend it maybe sleeping or something or resting because for her. maybe I'm talking the rest of the days so for I her. would want to rest or if someone older than me or someone like maybe my best friend or close friend or if you call me on a random day when I'm not doing anything uh-huh. I I pick up out of respect but of course, of course of course because if let's say you have something important to say even if it's not important you just want uh-huh. to catch up I'd still be there but then why is it that when other people do it I feel like it's not the same because I keep doing this, right? I'm keep talking, talk, right. talk, 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 and I, it's. I feel like I'm, you're just there, uh-huh. like you're kind of stuck there now. But I'm not. Sure, I'm not saying that that everybody feels like it's not a. I'm not taking up your time. There's uh-huh. gonna be. There's bound to be people who feel that way. But I'm just thinking, and I'm trying to. What I'm trying to overcome is, for people who tell me that it's not, to believe uh-huh. it, that. I'm here because I'm spending my holiday or my day off the way I want to. That's uh-huh. why I'm here and I'm this is enjoyable. Forever. And I'm trying to accept it. As is. I'm not trying to dissect it or anything. Interesting. Can That's, I share something? Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. That kind of reminded me. Um so I have a really um long-term friendship in in japan in japan should i just anyways um so my best friend in japan i Mm -hmm. know her since grade six since i transferred to um international school yeah and so for most of my school years i've been hanging out with her and when I was going to university, I didn't really have confidence that I could make friends because, you know, I'm obviously an introvert. And I just realized, wait, why is she always with me? Like, I'm not really talkative. I'm not really funny. Like, what? But then I kind of, you know, my, my memory is kind of like disappearing. But... I remember she said something around, you know, no, it's it's fun to be like having conversation with me. And it's also, you know, feeling it, it's that safe feeling that. Or were you less talkative, even less talkative back then? Or were you more talkative back then? Or were you consistent? I don't ever remember. Maybe I was slightly more talkative or maybe... Maybe we were speaking at similar pace because mm. in our dynamic, you speak more, right? Yeah. And I respond, but like that's much less than the amount <laughs> you did. <laughs> and thanks for accepting that, though. No, 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 no. You're welcome. But my best friend, she's also not super chatty. And They're I'm not also. Super quiet. Like, not super chatty, but not super quiet. Because you said we're similar pace. I think so. Okay. So, it was really com- comfortable for both of it's, us, I guess. 
I hope it's, she felt comfortable. It sounds really peaceful. Yeah, and we were always, you know, eating versus, lunch together. And versus our dynamics, like and, never silence. Yeah. Um. And it's not like we even had similar interests. That's even more interesting, right? But we just like. Well, if you felt safe together. with one another, then uh, good for you. Yeah, but I felt safe and welcomed. She's not judgmental. Maybe I, I'm also that kind of person. So, yeah. Anyways, I appreciate that friendship. I don't know if she's listening to this, but <laughs> thank you. Oh, I, I, you can't cut this out. I just said, <laughs> I just wanted to appreciate. <laughs> I mean, if your friend appreciates a shout out, then <laughs> if not, then I can just beep it out. Too. Yeah, just, just just beep it up. Okay. Our first edit, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just randomly did. It's okay. It's okay. It's how you feel. Either. It's okay. They'll never know who it is. Right. <laughs> only, only the listener will know. True. But going to the question I asked you for myself now is what are some red flags or or green flags? I guess I already said the green flags enough. But red for me are like, or signs that I don't think I want this person in this chapter or in my life. <sighs> Sad to say, I've had a lot of examples already, so this will be easy. People who degrade or look down on others. Pronounce. Or another maybe a simpler way is people who don't acknowledge people's efforts. And I, I, see. I, I do trip from time to time. For but her. specifically is uh, maybe things like, let's use myself as an example. Uh, I had drawing one that I've never really professionally approached drawing before. And there wasn't, like it was more of a it was silently being judged in that class, uh-huh. but there were people who were like I they put their works beside mine when they're clearly like in a different class level. So because mine would be like very like two dimensional or what you sometimes even yeah two dimensional, and then there's just like all shaded. Like, uh-huh. But then when that's time for my critique, like, nobody really said anything. Except one person. I'm not going to say their name because I don't want to bleep them out too. But there was one person, only one person in that class that uh-huh. that talks to me and like helps me. But there were also another person who um, I was friends with for a while. Uh-huh. But they were... I re- and if you know, for people who don't know, the floor that we're at for, for university is full of music practice rooms. Right. So we'd hear like people practicing, like maybe like the whole day just taking turns, perhaps. and not everyone. Clearly, it's called practice for a reason. You're not perhaps. perfect, but then there would be other. There would be some people like, oh, they're playing so bad. Like I can't believe they're in the program or something along those lines where you don't. They're not. You don't seem to be appreciating or acknowledging that they're trying. Because one thing I try to remember maybe because I'm a self-taught um, photographer as well as right. I used to be there. Like you used to be there. Okay. 
there's a Korean saying that translates to English where it goes, even monkeys fall off trees, meaning even the best of the best make mistakes. We have a same saying, and actually, I've made a video about that proverb. By the way, wow, marketing, wow. marketing. <laughs> <laughs> But I never, f- I told myself that I would never forget where I began, uh-huh. because that's how you stay humble. Uh-huh. That's why I try to um, really pass that on to people that I'm helping now outside of school, or at least at my church with photography. Is I don't want to forget that I, I, I still take bad photos. You're never gonna. I, I rarely get like hundred percent good photos. I'll have mistakes. I'll uh-huh. have bad framing, bad lighting, whatever it is. But I try not to forget it because I've met people that really don't appreciate and respect people's efforts because they've reached a level where. I mean, credits to them. Like they've achieved quite um, an incredible amount in terms of their like a music or art career, right? But you used to be bad too, and I just I don't think I can stick around with people who don't appreciate other people's efforts or people's like they're trying, but instead of helping them as there's a I think there's a maybe you've heard an anime I don't maybe not. But there's a saying, uh, there's a French saying, I believe, is "noblesse oblige." Like, you're ob- as someone who's more fortunate or someone who's reached a certain level higher, it's our obligation to help others as well. I see. I learned that from anime. Please don't quote or attack me. <laughs> But that's something I I saw. That's kind of. I learned that at a young age through anime. But, uh, so I, I thought, oh, chivalry, you know, like gentleman, chivalry, honor, bushido, samurai. So all these codes just got ingrained in me at a young age, and I thought I need to live by this because that's honorable. Right. And so anyone who doesn't follow or fall under that um, category of, I'm willing to help others. Um. To reach where I am, if not higher, because then we can walk together. Uh-huh. I don't know how to translate this in English, but I met this really amazing um, videographer during uh-huh. my summer, who is so open to sharing what he knows. I don't know. It's like he's not, uh, you know, frugal, like cheap, like someone who doesn't like to spend money. Or someone who likes there's a there's an English frugal means someone who is very um, they're very unwilling to spend money. I see, I see. So in Indonesian, there's a, we use the same word for someone who doesn't like to give. Uh huh. But we use it um, for anything. So for in this case, he's he's the opposite of he's not unwilling. To give uh-huh. his skill and knowledge and experience, uh-huh. and I wanted to follow in that footstep, because he says I when I when I talk to him about it, he says, "I'd be happy if you surpass me, because I want you to take what you what I have and go further, because that's what makes me happy, because it means I did my job." And I'm like, "That's amazing." 
And that's the kind of outlook that I, that's the kind of friends I found out that I, I really want. People who support me and, or I guess the ops, the red flags are people who may not support what I want to do. Uh-huh. And sometimes, maybe it's for your own good. Like, oh, that's a dream that you shouldn't, I don't think you should approach or career path you should not pursue. Sometimes it's for your own good, I didn't get it. But there's a case, there's a time and place for everything, I think. And at least with you, you you seem very supportive. If long as, because you understand that this but might how? be a good path, or I don't think that's a really good direction you should go in. But, how? but it's up to you because uh-huh. you know yourself better. If you say that, then that's not a red flag for me. That's because <laughs> you're saying, well, this is this is what I know. Uh-huh. But I'm not gonna stop you because it's clearly it's as long because I'm not. It's nothing dangerous. It's like uh-huh. I'm not gonna do performance art in the middle of a road or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> They'll be cool though, by the way. See that is that's an artist talking. Okay. That's for another episode. Yeah. But the no no's are definitely no respect. Uh-huh. And someone who can't adjust to somebody's level. And that's not really I don't mean it in a bad way. Let me explain what I mean. I have friends who, or I knew someone who talks in the language that they use for their, in their career. Uh-huh. I hit the mic. So let's say you, you, like you're an artist, right? Right. Or, so you might use phrases that are quite specific to art. Perhaps. Like what's the term that you would use for art? Um... What's this, like? Is there uh, any terms that are very specific, to like sculpture, or painting, or um, digital art? Huh. Hmm. That's an interesting question. Like opaqueness? Is that even like specific? Transparency. Well, Transparency. Uh, frame rate, gradient. Uh, they seem they seem very generic. These languages. Right. I guess. W- in this generation, we're used to hearing those terms, I guess. But then it's just, you know, from our perspective, so. So, oh, maybe, I need, like, sp- like, maybe, like, statistics language. Uh-huh. Like, maybe sample size. Oh, right. Like, like we don't really say that, right? Let's, let's assume you don't really know the word. Uh-huh. Like they would or, speak like, in that. outlier. Do we say mm. outlier? I don't know. We don't really use it. Things like that, you would, uh-huh. they would speak in that. We call it jargon. Jargon is languages right. or terms used specific to like uh, big words. Not really. No, is there like? Well, in media, we define jargon as words that pertain to one field of study. So I would use words like um, icon, iconic symbol, or um, if I say to you like. The magic bullet, or like, what is that? Right, right. Like, I wouldn't. I would use terms that you would understand. Uh-huh. So, and that's something that apparently not everyone can do. I was told. Oh. Because I told I was told to be a good communicator. Uh-huh. You have to understand who you're talking to. Right. Because you need to convey information as efficient as possible. Uh-huh. And I realized that not everyone is good at communicating. 
because they're stuck in one circle. I'm not so I'm not blaming you to be stuck in one circle, but it's because you're used to talking in that group. But if you know that your the partner person you're talking to doesn't understand the language that you use, then it'd be nice if someone can adapt. Right. Because that's how I've been made in to feel in certain situations where, well, for me, I'm ha- I'm a bit more optimistic, optimist prime. They say. I'm sorry. Sorry, I thought that was funny. <laughs> optimist prime, you know, optimist like optimistic. Uh-huh. <sighs> okay, it's okay. <sighs> but a bit more open, so I'm gonna uh-huh. ask, like, um, sorry, what does what's an outlier mean? What's a sample like sample size? Like what is sample and size? sample it, space or <laughs> like things like that? Yeah, well, I'm more curious because uh-huh. I want to learn what you know. But uh-huh. in some situations, if I'm not in the right state of mind, is what are you saying? Sorry, I'm sorry, I don't understand. But then you would get frustrated as you as I ask you more questions because you don't, I don't understand what you're saying. So then it feels like it's my fault for not understanding. Like, oh, I'm uh-huh. sorry, I don't know about your field of study or your the terms that you use. I'm not really used to using those words. Things like that where you can't adapt or you, you can't really... You get mad at me for not understanding your terms. Uh-huh. That's why I, my approach to communicating with people is I assume you don't know anything. So I heard. So then I use simple terms. And uh, for example, I was talking to a friend the other day, well, two days ago now, in Eastern time, about um, ingredients, like Korean ingredients. It's like, you know, there's gochujang or chili paste. Right. Then there's a spicier version called samjang. Wow, I'm impressed. <laughs> and then there's denjang, like uh-huh. soybean paste. But I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know if they knew the proper terms. Uh-huh. So I said, you know, this in Canada, there's the red bin or red tub, which is the gochujang or the spicy chili, the the chili paste, and then there's the green one, and then the brown one, and then there's chili flakes, which is what, I guess what we call sashimi, uh-huh. but they call it gochukaru, which is chili oh, flake. I've heard but, but of then, that. But then there's two. There's a rough one which you see in kimchi, uh-huh. and then there's a softer one or f- more fine one that you generally can put as well or you can put it in like soup because it 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 dissolves easier because it's softer you know a lot about it yeah i fun fact i don't like eating soup dishes oh i eat a lot of dry dishes except like shabu shabu or hot pot i guess that's an exception but stews i don't really eat beef stew i'll eat though but I was just talking to them about because they we were talking about dinner. Uh-huh. Like, oh, what ingredients do you have? And they just said, "Oh, I have I have gochujang." Like, they're interesting. Fair. And then they had and they ended up creating the menu, but I ended up explaining to them the difference of gochujang, samjang, nanjang, and all these other ingredients. And they didn't say that. Oh, you seem to know a lot about food. It's just, uh-huh. it's just I I was explaining to them about the different types of f- like food that they can make based off the ingredients they have uh-huh. while assuming they don't know the Korean words. Right. And 
after they found out that they like they have the Korean, they know the Korean words, it just made it easier because now we have a basic understanding. Uh-huh. That com- communicating was much more efficient. Right. But like, let's say with you, because you're trilingual as well, uh-huh. I think sometimes maybe it's easier to speak in Japanese for some words. Right. Maybe it's easier to speak in Korean for some words because it's some, there's no English or Japanese equivalent. Writers. It's things like that where maybe the green flag or the red flag is you don't put effort to know, get to know me on how to communicate better with me. I see. Because I will put effort into getting to know you so I know how to communicate with you. Right. So if it's... But again, you know, I'm not saying that if you don't get to know me, then I don't want you in my life. It's more uh-huh. of... If you're the shy type and it's, for example, as a listener, maybe uh-huh. it's hard for me to put myself out there or for me to ask you because I don't know if you're comfortable with me asking, let's say, are you are you a late sleeper or early morning bird or are you or more personal questions where are you team blanket or like team half in half out <laughs> like something like uh-huh. that you know like or do you it's like you're really learning about the personality uh-huh. I don't know if you, you seem to be okay maybe because we know each other a bit more to uh-huh. ask certain questions Right. you don't really ask questions it's mostly like I tell you and then like if you feel that interests you you ask me questions right. but things like that that's what I'm looking for and I get it I've had my fair share of not putting an effort into relationships so that's uh-huh. why I'm kind of redeeming myself as best as I can now I'm, tr- I'm playing catch up with a lot of people so the red flags for me is people who don't show respect to those around them and those who care towards them which uh-huh. of course I admit that I've made my mistakes last year and those who don't show effort in how to communicate better with them uh-huh. which I also admit to making the mistake last year because I'm always like, um, excluding myself uh-huh. and then and then I just I cry out saying nobody gets wants to know me because I, you, I didn't get to know them uh-huh. so I admit that I'm you know I've I'm trying to atone for my sins, they say, to to use the English word. I'm trying to not to repeat my mistakes. Perhaps. Yeah, this has been a really long one. So I know. It's it's a bit. This one's one of those really juicy ones, I guess. Or yeah, two so episodes much, long. I'd say uh, this will be our first really long one i don't know if we're gonna we're really free-spirited so we're just gonna go with the flow yes but i hope that as we close this off because i don't want this to get too long uh as we close off this made i don't know part one of relationships maybe we'll have a part two depending on how the reactions go or what stories come up but as we wrap this up uh thank you for listening to our first super long one or maybe two episodes worth of uh relationship friendship and any ship that has sailed in our life or sunk <laughs> in our life episode and where can people find you well please find me on instagram and my account is at yori.outwork and it's spelled I-O-R-I 
www.artwork. And if you want to find me and my work, you can find me at also on Instagram at jasoto. That is J A S S O E T O. And if you have, and if you haven't followed our Instagram, and also we're actually on TikTok as well. It's it's gonna be on the link in the bio for the link tree. We have a YouTube. We have um, TikTok. We have. Also, Spotify, depending on where you're listening to. And we're also on Apple Podcasts. So please do find our links there. And it's on our Instagram, which is at Quantum Perspectives. If you can't find it, just find the thumbnail. It's going to be the one that looks like the one that you see on Spotify. Wherever you're listening to this right now. And if for those of you who, just to make sure, it's spelled at Q-U-A-N-T-U-M Perspectives on Instagram. Thank you for listening to this super long episode that we did not really time. We just wanted, because we just yes. wanted to be raw and say whatever we wanted to say and share the stories that we felt was really important. Not only for us, for you to get to know us, but for hopefully her. that we what something that at least some of the things that we said and shared today related to you or something that felt you felt that you could relate to and i hope that from hearing our perspectives on this topic of friendships relationships or any ships that we, we have sailed in or seen sailed in our life so far can shine some hope for your for those of you who maybe have just arrived in Canada or have just moved somewhere or are just in a place where it's hard for you to connect with others because it's not a one-time thing I want to say at least for myself it's really on and off it's happened to me a few times during high school university a few times and then now after university being work from home situation and you do you have any last comments yori before we sign well, off thank you all for being patient and listening to this far this super long episode um hope to see you guys next time okay bye bye Thank you.